The Holy Spirit is already at work in people's lives. And when we bring Jesus up in conversation, when we offer to pray, when we share our faith, we're just joining in the conversation that the Lord is already having mm. with that person. We're doing an ASMR episode. Yeah. yeah if we actually ate with just it, that'd eating be gross. some food. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't think anyone would like that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, good. All right. Well, hey, Alex, thanks for sitting down with me, man. Appreciate Happy you to be here. making it down the mountain, up the mountain to Toowoomba. Around the mountain, whatever. Yeah. Always yep. around. It's good. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming down. And thanks for taking some time to share with the team as well a little bit about just yourself and and what we can learn from you when it comes to ministry because you're, you're all in it. You're, you're leading your church now on the sunny coast. How's, how's that going? It's awesome. Yeah, we're having fun. I think that's the main thing. We're having fun. Like, yes, there's lots of work to be done. There's lots of stuff going on, but in all of it, we're genuinely having fun. Oh, good. That's a big value for me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's great. So maybe let's start off by... um. What's, what's youth been like for you? What's your involvement in youth ministry been over your life? Yeah. Um, so I I grew up in church mm-hmm. um, and raised in that whole world. Um, as I said tonight, you know, I think I knew most of the songs by the time I was born. <laughs> I just came out already praising the Lord, singing Hosanna. Love it. Um, but yeah, involved in youth. And then um, in 20, 2015, actually, um, I was already youth leading for maybe three years there. And I really felt a call from God um, to step into leadership. Didn't know how, didn't know what to do beyond just youth leading. Mm. And a situation arose where our current youth pastor actually stepped out to help plant a church um, an hour away in Brisbane. And we went, all right, this is probably it. And I got asked to be a youth pastor um, in 2015. Mm. So I was youth pastoring there for a few years. It was amazing time um, just having a crack. Like all of us, having a crack, right? Doing the best we can with what we got. And um, that was an awesome few years there, maybe three plus years. And then um, my wife and I really felt called from the Lord to um, go into full-time ministry in Melbourne. An opportunity came up and um, we found ourselves in Melbourne and was doing youth, young adults and online sort of media stuff there. And amazing time. Again, God's doing great things. And then um, after eight months of being locked in our house, yeah. Gross. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, after, yeah, it was a really awesome season in Melbourne. It really was. We felt to move back mm. to the sunny coast. And since then, that's nearly been, I think, nearly three years since then. Wow. Um, my involvement has just been um, going around and helping friends, speaking for friends and being a, a bit of a voice where I can mm. to just help out and, and serve and come and speak and, and maybe do what I'm doing tonight. So it's been fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And so currently now you're at uh, home home church? HM. HM Church. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's you know right. What, oh. You know what I love about it? Because it stands for History Maker Church. That's right. But um, because we've rebranded, you know, shorter is easier. And I uh, went with HM Church. I had people like, oh, home. Love that. Is that like a plant from Judah Smith's love home? It. Like oh, church home? And I'm like, oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Judah, um. You hit me up, you know. Like. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, he asked me to come out yeah, here, yeah. so yeah. He know. got off the phone with Justin Bieber <laughs> and said, "Oh, Alex, can we?" No, I'm kidding. Goodness. This is sounding stupid, but yes, HM Church, um, having a lot of fun there on yeah. the sunny coast. What if I'll, I'll just throw a quick curveball for you, quick? Bring I know it. it's been a big step up for you from what you were doing to doing our previously taking on a lot of weight to go from mm. being, I guess, being part of the team to really going. Oh, this this is my church and. I've got to make the decisions, the calls, and I know we've got a lot of team that have um, 
stepped up recently or are stepping up into some new weight and new authority, could, could you just quickly share just something on, on that you've learned or experienced in the last little bit on what, what that new weight has felt like and yeah, what you've learned through it? Absolutely. Amazing question. That's what I love about you. You ask great Thanks, questions. Great questions get great answers. So I'm, Here trying, we go. To, so I'm ready. trying to pair my answer with <laughs> such a great question. Um, I've honestly learned and without just making everything mm. super, super spiritual, I really have learned to rely on the Lord in this last year and a half period more than ever in my life. Um, because as the weight has increased, as the responsibility has increased, my prayer life has had to ramp okay. up. My um, fasting has had to ramp mm. up. My personal devotion time in the Word has, has had to ramp up. My um, my outreach, my personal evangelism, all these different basic principles of our faith, I've had to turn the dial up on it because the responsibility and the weight of my life has increased. So I want to meet that challenge and I want to dig deep wells to <clears throat> take on what's, what's coming my mm. way. So yeah, without just giving a fluff sort of spiritual answer, that's actually been the truth. Yeah, right. Um, it's been an awesome season, a very stretching season. Um, but I've just had to learn, Hey, I have to rely on the Lord mm. because, um, I'm, leading into unknown territory. I'm doing things I've never done before. I've never been a lead pastor before. Yeah. I'm, fi I'm figuring it out as I go. So I'm I'm really relying, you know, leaning on the Lord more. And secondly, leaning into my mentors a lot more. Yeah, okay. Calling them up, asking hard questions all times of the night, all times of the week, just saying, hey, what would you do in this situation? So I've really made it a thing of mine to find people who've already done what I'm about to do. Mm, that's a good idea. And I if like I that. can learn from their mistakes and avoid them myself, hey, that's that's a win. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. I love that, man. I like what you said about digging deep wells. Mm. I guess that's it. It's like, well, how do we, I don't know. I think for many of us is we, we've, we've got some wells already inside of us. And like, you know, you, you see through the Old Testament where, you know, they go back, they find, you know, Jacob's well or whatever it is. And like, oh, great great, this is good, but every now and then you've got to dig your own and you've got to yeah. break some ground that hasn't been broken before. And that can be tough, but man, the, the seems like the benefit of it. Mm. Again, hard work really does seem to pay off. So Yeah, and also I'm just <clears throat> reminded of this verse. Sorry for the um, no, clearing of the throat, it. but just for context, Ben just fed me like a whole yep. cow, a whole lamb, a whole chicken. Yeah, this, this episode is sponsored by Muller Bros. <laughs> if you go there and mention my name, you'll get zero discounts. 10% off, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just reminded of the verse, right, where um, the disciples are trying to drive this demon mm. out, of, out of this boy, I'm pretty sure it is, and they can't. And then Jesus comes along and he sort of, you know, has, has a bit of a correction um, time, a correction moment with the disciples. And he says, some some of these can only come out by prayer and mm. fasting. And what that tells me <clears throat> is that some breakthroughs only come through digging the wells in yeah. prayer, in fasting, in in that sort of sense. So I'm, I'm a firm believer the battle's won first in the spiritual realm. Yep. And then secondly, the physical realm follows that. Mm. So that's been a lesson for me um, big, big time yeah. lately. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, so, something that, I don't know, I, I think part of the reason why I love getting you up to speak, like you said, it's been four or five times. I think it's been more than four. I don't know. I love your crew, like man. That. Every time I come out, the crew's grown, the crew's 
There's new people. There's life happening. Yeah, Anytime fun. I get to come up here, bro, Good. it's such no, a we, we love having you come up, man. And um, but it's something that I've always really admired about you that I've, I've always looked towards is I, I guess your yeah your heart towards evangelism. Like you know you're not just bringing the preacher's stories and oh this is happening in church. But there's a lot of like well, what I feel from you is you, and you're very you don't shy away from it. Is hey well I, I felt God say this to to go up to this person. And I just did it. And I, I've always really admired that about you. And if, if anything, it makes me more critical of my faith. Going like, oh, come on, Ben, be more like Alex. You can do it. <laughs> oh, bro, not at all. Not at all. But I, appreciate uh, like I, that. I, I No, I really, really val- I, I value that about you and your, your confidence um, to, to evangelize and to lead people to Jesus and mm. to see healings in those moments. And, you know, I, I guess for us, when it comes to our youth ministry context, like you, you've been around it, everyone listening to this hopefully is pretty aware. Like we, we don't shy away from the Holy Spirit stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're we're, we're awesome. big believers in there is no junior Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Great Commission is your call. Great. Right? You don't age into that is... It's happened. It's done. Yeah. We're sent. So I guess in, in part of that is then, well, then we face the world and we face people that I believe God is pointing us towards. Um, and I, I just wanted to, I guess, if you could speak into f- mm. for our youth leaders, when it comes to those moments of evangelizing to kids, like maybe there's the kid at youth and they had an encounter with God and then, well, now it's hey, sort of your job to talk to them about it or they ask you a question about, you know, mm. if, if there's so many things wrong in the world, why does why does God let this happen? Or that you know they're talking about their problems, and you know how, how do we lead that to Jesus? Especially if we're feeling that call of like, hey, go pray for him, go talk to him. What mm. what are some tips? I guess you found on yeah, evangelizing towards people, sharing the gospel, and taking them on that journey where they decide to follow Jesus for themselves. That's an amazing question. Um, I think let's just take a few steps back. Yeah, um, I'm a big believer that. Um, Whatever, whatever you believe will then be seen in how you behave. Mm-hmm. So your, your behavior is simply just an echo of your belief, all right? So before we go into the behavior, and this is the practicals of maybe how to have these conversations with, with the youth, I think it's important to take maybe three, four, five steps back and go to the, the youth leaders that are listening to this, because I'm guessing this is, yep. this is youth leaders. I'm maybe. guessing youthies aren't listening to this yet. Until Max they become, Smith, you listening? <laughs> when they become leaders, they will. But I'm talking to leaders right now, um, is check your heart. Motive is everything. When we read throughout the scriptures, what we see is that Jesus was always moved by compassion. Mm. You know, we love that story. He fed the 5,000 on the hill. When you go to the first verses before that, it says he looked around and he saw that the people were hungry and he was moved by compassion in the same way where there was um, people that needed healing, people that needed to be raised from the dead. There was always compassion was the motivating factor for Jesus to then do the, mm. the miracles, the outreach, the, if we want to call it the evangelism, essentially that was just Jesus living his life, yeah. right? Fulfilling the commission before he'd even said it mm. blows your mind. But the reason I say that is motive is so, so important. So for, for the leaders listening to this, what I would say is make sure your motive is firstly pure Make sure your motive is right and make sure your motivation to love on these young people, these youth and help them out and lead them, it should be compassion that's compelling you. It's not out of um, frustration, hopefully. It shouldn't be out of anger. It shouldn't be out of, I know what's right and they don't Mm -hmm. and I need to correct them. It should be compassion to say, you know what, I see so much potential and so much gold in them. So therefore I'm motivated out of compassion 
to help them in these situations, to outreach to them and help them reach out to their friends. I don't mm. know. Is that all right? That's good. No, hope keep that, going. That's hope great. that makes sense. Yeah. So firstly, motivation is absolutely everything. Um, secondly, something that I love when you, you read throughout the gospels, and I keep bringing this back to Jesus because he, he's yeah. our example. He's the yep. one we look to, right? It's not me. It's not Alex Tan. It's not Ben. It's not someone else. We, we always have to just keep our eyes focused on Jesus. What I'd see in Jesus is Jesus was never off. What I mean by that wow. is Jesus was always on. Mm. Even when he was tired, even when he had just come out of a 40-day fast, even when he had been bombarded by 5,000, which we know is more like 15,000 yep. people on a hill, he was always on and he was always ready to minister. Mm. So I think it's a reminder for us as leaders to always be ready to minister, to always have a full tank, to always have our personal time with the Lord, our devotional time so full and we're so full of the Lord that it's just so easy to minister to these mm. younger people out of our overflow because we're not starving ourselves, We're not drowning ourselves. We're in a great spiritual position so that we can minister to others. Hope that yeah, that's lands great, right. Man. That's awesome. Where do I go from here? I'm trying to remember the question. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, um, how as leaders, do, do we, I guess, get better at evangelizing to the kids or yeah, leading them to Jesus? Yeah, amazing. So we've talked about motive. We've talked about... Um, ministering out of a, mm. out of the overflow, out of a full tank. Um, secondly, um, I think the best thing we can do for young people is give them an encounter with God. Cool. Like, yes, I'm all for the hype. I am. I actually mm. am. I'm all for the games. I'm all for the rave. I'm all for the, the prizes and the, the giving away some Nikes or whatever to get Love them it. in the door. My, the way I see those things is put the best bait you can on the hook. Mm. All right, so put whatever bait you need on the hook to get the young people in the room. But when they're in the room, what we're catching them with is not what we're catching them for. So yeah, we're wow, trying to catch good. them with the freebie. We're trying to catch them with the rave. We're trying to catch them with the hype. And when we catch them, when the hook actually hooks a fish mm. and we bring it in, what we actually should be trying to bring them into is an encounter with God. Yeah. That at the end of the day is what we're here for as leaders, as youth leaders, young adult leaders. We're here to help facilitate and bridge the gap between these young people and such a loving, loving father. And that's an encounter with God. So I think we should always be desiring, how do we set up this encounter mm. better? How do we lead them to an encounter? Um, firstly, I need to be what I want to see. Yeah. I need to be encountering God myself. And how do I help them do that? Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's a a, pro, a poking and a prodding. Maybe it's mm. a, hey, why don't you come stand next to me? And why don't we, we worship God together or... Is, is it something you need prayer for? You you never hit the ball if you don't swing. Yeah, wow. So I think a question every youth leader should be asking a youth any as many youthies as possible on a Friday night is, hey, how can I pray for you? Yeah. Is there anything I can be praying for you for? Do you need prayer for anything? I notice you're a little bit flat. Is there something I can be praying for you Come for? On. I think that is such a crucial question that youth leaders, mm. as a practical takeaway that from is, this that's, podcast. That's the best one. Is, so good. Is as much as we're asking, how you Jeez. going? How's school? You ready to make some noise and get sweaty for Jesus? All that, so whatever. But the question comes to that time of ministry, comes towards the end of the night. Hey, man, is there anything I can be praying for you mm. for? You would be surprised how quickly a young person opens up to you when you listen with your eyes, when you lean in. You ask the question, you bite your tongue, you pause, and you let them respond. Man, that's so good. This. Man, just even that, there's so much good stuff just mm. there because, man, there's like how many other people are praying? How many other people would say that? Mm. How many other people in these kids' lives or anyone's life really 
has that response of, oh, is there anything I should be praying for? Yeah. It doesn't happen at school. Oh. It's it's sadly probably not happening at home. Mm. Like it's a it's a great question. Just a story on that. This is completely it. out of a youth context. That's okay. Um, so I Let's remember just pretend everyone's thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I remember uh, this is this was this year. This was oh, maybe okay. it's maybe like three four weeks ago. Cool. Um, I work a corporate job as well, so I'm bivocational. If that's a thing, I'm, I guess I see myself like poor, you know, still making the tents and doing the ministry. Wow. So I work a corporate job as well. Um, and at my corporate job, it's an organization of like over 700 people. So it's it's professional, it's proper, it's legit. And I've got a, we've got a receptionist at one of our offices. And just like Jesus, we need to always be on. We are mm. never off. We're never, yeah, I love Jesus. And then I'm going to be quiet about Jesus. We should always be on. So I go down to reception and I see this lady. She's probably like a 50-year-old lady, our receptionist. And here she is and I'm just chatting with her and in conversation, it turns out that she brings to my awareness that she's got an injury. She's got pain in her hand and she's got a surgery coming up. So just like Christ, I try to be like Jesus. I'm motivated out of compassion towards her. Mm. Her name's Carrie. And I said, well, Carrie, would it be okay with you? If it's all right, could I pray for your hand? And she looked at me and, and you only have these looks a few times in your life, but she looked at me of like, almost at the point of tears and then almost at the point of shock of like, how do I respond to this? Mm. And she said, Alex, no one's ever asked me that question. No one's ever even prayed for me. She said, what do I need to do? And she almost did the, um, you know, like the the Hail Mary, you know, tap the shoulder, tap the forehead sort of thing. (laughs) And I was like, no, you don't need to do anything. Could I just put my hand on your shoulder and could I pray for you? Mm. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So in the reception of my corporate job, so only a few weeks ago, I put my hand on her. Wow. And I pray, hand be healed in Jesus' name. And then I use that moment to prophesy over her. God, I thank you that you love, love her. I thank you that you care for her. God, I thank you there was never a time where you turned your back on her. I thank you that mm. you have great plans for her. I pray your blessing over her kids, over her marriage, and just bless her. That's awesome. We got nothing to lose, right? Yeah. Nothing to lose. So I pray over her. Amen in Jesus' name. A few weeks later, I, I, I see her again. Mm. And she goes, Alex, you wouldn't believe it. I'm going to delay the surgery because I don't think I need it because my hand's fully healed. And I said, wow, Carrie, isn't that amazing? I said, and then she goes, but can you pray for my foot? She goes, I got an injury in my foot. Love it, love it, love it. (laughs) She goes, I just don't want you touching my feet though. And I said, oh, fair enough. (laughs) I said, fair enough, Carrie. But the reason I share that story is because we've got nothing to lose by asking someone, can I pray for you? And do you know what was so cool in that moment before I even prayed? I could tell that the love of God was ministering Mm. to her just by the look in her eye that she was like, wow, no one's ever prayed for me or offered. So bringing it back now, circling back to a youth context, you never lose by saying to a young person, hey, is there anything I can be praying for Mm. you for? Dude, man, that's, that's I don't know. Again, like it's simple. That shouldn't be like, oh my gosh. But I don't know, just, I don't know. I'm just feeling something around that. That's, yeah. Like it's so, there's so much there of, because that's what we're here for. Like, and and I think that there's so much around today where it is like, oh, like, I don't know, I've I've been on a big uh, railing against empathy. I think we've fallen for the trappers where we're just empathetic and, oh, it's all good and you're okay and, oh, you're struggling, that sucks, but... We got to this power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that's what we bring is we, and I, even I loved that. I loved what you said there. I wanted to remember that first point of 
you prayed for her for healing, but you used that opportunity to prophesy over her as well. Eyes are already closed. I'm already mid prayer. What great. have I got to lose? Well, that's right? the end, Just end, keep going. And end, of, <laughs> yeah. And and end of the day, I guess this is, you know, we're, we're not we're not chasing healings. We're not mm. that. That's great. Well, the best thing that can be healed is someone's soul, is salvation. Absolutely. And to, I guess, take the opportunity of, all right, you said yes to prayer, so let me also edify you and build you up yes. and work in and those bless gifts. You. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Like, that, that's what it, we've got our words, we've got power in the life and tongue, you know, let's, let's bless people, edify them. Dude, 100%, I love that. 100%. Um, for you, you mentioned your, your corporate jobs. This is your, this is not Pastor Alex Tan, you know, in the church prophesying to Gladys in the front row, right? This is, <laughs> this is your, your corporate job, like, yeah. like every youth leader of where they have their own jobs, maybe yes. they're at Maccas, they're Woolies, Speckies, whatever it might be. Yes. Could, could you encourage, I guess, or, or speak into how to overcome, I guess, I guess first the, the nerves of it, if we're being honest, to, to go, man, this is... You know, this, this could ostracize me. I mean, the thought's going through. This could ostracize me as the Christian. Like, what if something that's weird? What if something goes wrong? Yeah. I, I guess speaking to, to that, but then also I'd love just to touch on the, the importance of, of utilizing our faith and following God outside of being a youth leader. Because as, as great as all our youth leaders are, and some of them have been doing it for a long time, mm. the season is always temporary. Yeah. You know, but being a Christian is not. A hundred percent. You should just keep going on that thought. That's <laughs> a great thought. I want thought. you to. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a quote that I love about evangelism yep. and outreach. Evangelism is simply joining in a conversation that the Holy Spirit is mm. already having cool. with that person. Isn't that great? Mm. The Holy Spirit is already at work in people's lives. And when we bring Jesus up in conversation, when we offer to pray, when we share our faith, we're just joining in the conversation that the Lord is already mm. having with that person. So firstly, what a joy, what an honor and Robert, what a privilege it is to be able to do that. But back to your point about um, youth leadership and maybe, you know, longevity in that and, and working corporate jobs and all of that sort of stuff. What I would say is first and foremost, we are, we're sons and daughters of mm. God. Like identity, let's, let's, let's just hit that for a second. Before anything, before any title, you know, do you know what's funny? And I'm, I'm going to go here for a second. Go for it. In my time where I, it's such an honor and a privilege to go and speak at other youths and to support some friends and help them out and come and minister and serve, you know, them for the night, um, I'm, I get to meet their team. And I'm always interested when I meet their team, how their team sees themselves. Hmm. Nothing against people that are just having the best crack. Sometimes I go to ministry and they go, hey, man, what do you do here? Oh, man, I I, I run this team and I do this and, and I'm running this connect group and I'm the I'm the three IC to the worship leader, you know, um, what do you call it? What's a Dwight? Dwight Schrute. Oh, um, assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> Love assistant it. to the regional manager. And, and yeah, and then pastor said, you know, if I stick in here in the next 15 years, I could be the next youth pastor. And, and like they're so encapsulated with the title mm. and it's red flags for me. Yeah. And I'm like, firstly, it's awesome to that that young person, I'm, that young leader I'm chatting with. Great that you're serving house. Great that you're doing these things. But they're so encapsulated with the title that they're missing the whole point. Because mm. like you said, Youth ministry is seasonal, but being a, a worshiper of God is a lifetime yeah. thing. Being a disciple is a lifetime thing. Being a, a lover of God's presence, that's a lifetime thing. So I think it's important that we realize 
when we're in this season of youth leadership, give it everything you got. Yeah. Amazing season to serve your heart out, serve your socks off, serve your pastor's vision, go for it. But don't let that be the um, the epitome of the outworking of your faith. Mm. Let the outworking of your faith filter into your work, filter into your uni, filter into your conversations around the dinner table with your parents once a week. You know, like like let let the your passion for the Lord not be limited to mm. a Friday night youth event. It should flow out in all the aspects of our life. Why? Back to Jesus. Jesus was always on. He was never off. So we should, great. we should always be on. What are some, I guess, if we were to look to the people, maybe let's look for the lowest common denominator, Yeah. right? And let, let's let say they're, they've they never branched out like this before. What are some encouraging first steps to, to start being open to sharing the gospel to those around you, looking for those opportunities? Do you, do you have any first first steps, I guess, that people could start practically taking? Beyond... Um Hey, would I, what would I say here? I've sort of already said it, but offer to pray. Right, okay. Offer to pray. If you can't pray for someone mm. in a youth setting or in a Sunday service setting, yep. I'm, I'm really skeptical that you're going to do it yep. in Woolworths when the Lord asks yeah. you. I'm really skeptical that you're going to do it at your workplace yeah. to your boss who you're going to see the yeah, next true. day. I've, I've always liked, um, man, like this has been gone for years. I was, um, Joel Ramsey came to our youth once. And he said this thing, it's always, it's, it's rallied through. I love it. Mm. It's just the idea of like, you know, if you can't stand up in front of the church, how are you going to stand up in front of the world? A hundred percent. And it's like, man, so true. That's why, yeah, come stand in front, come to the altar. I guess those little steps. Yeah. Build build your confidence in the mm. house, I'd say. Be the be the greatest evangelist your youth ministry has ever seen on yep. a Friday night and on a Sunday. Pray for everyone. Pray mm. for anything that moves. Love if it, it doesn't move, pray that it would move. Love you know, it. like pray for anything. Build your confidence up around mm your Christian brothers and sisters, and then take it out. Awesome. At the end of the day, the Great Commission was not going to every church service. Mm. It wasn't going to every yeah. youth service. It's going to all the world. So we actually have to take that mandate on and say, wow, it's on me yep. to go into all the world. The world includes my workplace, my sports teams, my social media accounts. Mm. That's why we can go down that rabbit hole. The, the world includes every aspect of our life that we touch. The gospel should be present in yep. that that realm of our life. Mm. So a practical encouragement I'd have to youth leaders is um, just have a crack. Love it. And and if you get some no's, if you get some stuff you, if you get some leave me alone, you're probably doing the right thing. Yeah. If you haven't had anyone turn you down, you're probably not offering enough. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, like at that's the end true. of the day, the, the, Jesus tells you, you will be persecuted. Like, yeah. And getting someone on social media saying, you know, I, I don't like you. That's not persecution. That's that's just getting our little feelings hurt. But but really, we should be living in a way that we are constantly trying to bring the gospel in mm. love, in compassion, but bring it into all spheres of our lives and yep. there will be pushback. But some practical things, here's what I'd say. Great. Here's what I'd say. Let the Holy Spirit lead you but don't leave your evangelism to only be when you hear from God. Okay, so let me say something here. Okay, here we go. All the youth leaders listening, you have never sought the Lord, God, do I need to go to the movies this Saturday night? God, should I go out to dinner this weekend? God, should I commit the next 60 hours of of my week to watch this Netflix series? You have never once sought the Lord for an extreme use of your time, your money, and your travel. But when you're at the movies, 
And God says to that to you, hey, that person on crutches in the left-hand corner of the cinema, when the movie ends, go and pray for them. You go, oh, God, I'll only do that if the movie glitches right now yeah. and a big yeah. red thing comes Ooh. on the screen and says pray. He went or, or when you're, you're out at that dinner and, and the Lord says to you, hey, when your waiter comes past next, I want you to just let them know Jesus loves them. You go, oh, God, I'll only do that if, if they drop a glass right now. Then I know yeah. it's a sign. Yeah. Why do we make Ooh. God obey our terms and conditions yeah. for us to do something he's already told us to do? Yeah. Right? Come that on. baffles me, oh. but I've done it and I'm guilty yeah. for it. And I, yeah. I repent to the Lord for it. But we should live in a way where we're never looking for excuses mm. not to evangelize. Yeah. We're, we're constantly, let me rephrase that. I went down the wrong way. Yeah, it's good. We should live in a way where we're not looking for mm. reasons to evangelize. We're looking for reasons why we wouldn't. Did yeah. I say that right? Yeah, I or do get, I know that's what you, I get. What do you're I saying. need to flip it around? No, I think you that's know right. What I'm I saying. do exactly. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of that's going, so good. here's ten reasons why I shouldn't. It's not the right time. I'm in a rush. I'm with people. Yeah. They're gonna yeah. judge me. They're gonna think Christians are weird. We should be going. Hey, man, I got to do this now because I might yeah. never see. Listen, it's the opposite of like God. If you don't want me to do this, make the movie glitch. Make you yeah. know. Let, let's yes. stop putting the extreme situation on the Lord. Yeah. 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 And go, actually, you know, yeah. Like my default should be yes and amen. Right. Yes. Not, Oh, like unless something crazy happened. No, it should be like, I, yeah, God, unless you really don't want me to do this, yeah. so I'm going to be obedient to you. Some, Man, something I said good. in tonight's message, and I'll just repeat it. <laughs> Go for, for it. those that didn't hear the message tonight, that's Max okay. Smith. Nah, Even it's if you it's his birthday. There, and you, you happy birthday, listen, Max. Like a happy birthday, Max. We love you. <laughs> um, don't say no when God says go. Yeah. So the way I view that's evangelism, good. outreach, sharing our faith is God has permanently set mm. the traffic light green. Yeah. That's good. It will never go red. And we are constantly looking for reasons. Oh, it's a red light. It's an orange light. I shouldn't. It's a stop sign. No, 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 no. The light has permanently been set green because mm. he says, go. Yeah. He's yeah. already it's said it. Great. He says, we are, go. We are a sent organization, not a sending organization. We've yes. already been sent. As soon as we say, yes, Lord, go out into the world and make disciples. A hundred percent. So that's that's how we should live. And, and an example, a story for that, because again, for those listening, I don't just want to give theory mm. and stuff high in the clouds. I want to talk to the dirt for a second as well. Um, I might have shared this story, so apologies if you've heard this before, but there was a time where I was um, I was at uni, right? Mm. I had a study day. You know, you know study yep. days, right? Which means you, you get nothing done. Okay. So I had this study day. And um, I'm in my room, and instead of studying, I'm, I'm reading the word. Wow. Um, what a good studying Christian. the word. Anyway, and I'm reading the story about good old Noah and the ark. Yeah. We love that story, right? And I'm reading how God spoke to Noah, and he said the type of wood, the lengths, the measurements, like fine, fine detail. Mm -hmm. And sillily, maybe not sillily enough, but maybe wise enough, I said to the Lord in a prayer as I'm reading the story of Noah and the ark, I said, God, won't you speak to me in that detail? Instantly, God gave me a picture in my mind. Okay, for those listening, God speaks to us like this, right? Yeah. He gave me a picture yeah. in my mind and I saw a bandaged ankle at the bottom of my uni stairs. And I was like, that was very specific. You know what I did? I ignored it. Yeah. Come and on. I'm like, oh, I'll just go into a time of, of worship now and put some worship music on. And man, 
I, that was the hardest moment of worship I've ever, ever had. I could not worship. Yeah. And what I'm reminded of, it's really hard to worship and press into God when you're not doing the last thing he asked yeah, you to do. Yeah, that's true. Because disobedience, right? <laughs> disobedience isn't, isn't a good thing. So I was being disobedient. And after like a few minutes of trying to worship and I couldn't, I was like, maybe I need to leave what I'm doing, leave mm. my home, get in my car and go to the uni stairs and see what happens. So I did it. I went to my uni stairs and I sat there and I was that awkward guy looking at everyone's feet. All right, this is weird. What? Alex said, oh, sweating, go. Arms <laughs> are sweaty, Bro, knees were weak, mama's spaghetti. So. Got, a, got a weird foot fetish, Girl, right? It was weird. So I'm, <laughs> I'm there on assignment from the Lord to find this one person's sore ankle. So I'm looking at everyone's ankles. And man, I was getting weird looks. That was probably the closest to persecution, you know, here on the lovely Sunshine Coast that I've ever experienced. Again, these weird looks, looking at everyone's ankles. I'm like, five minutes, God, 10 minutes, God, 15 minutes. I'm like, Armour Kane, you've done it again, like fully stitched up. Yep. Here we yep. go. And I'm like, well, Lord, you brought me all the way to the uni, so I guess I'll just go and study now. Okay, so what is this in this moment? I've been given a vision. Mm -hmm. God has told me to do something. I've done it, and it hasn't happened. And I'm just thinking, this is a very interesting situation. Mm. So I said I'm going to go to my normal spot in the uni. So I go to this place, it's called the quiet section of the library because I'm that sort of guy, nice. a bit methodical and part Asian. So I'm a diligent studier. Good on you. Not really. Um, anyway, so I, I go to the uni and I sit down at this desk that I would always sit at and this divider boards. You can picture mm. it, right? Quiet yep. library, books, divider boards. And as I pull out my books, I realize I forgot a pen and I lean over the divider board and I go to ask the guy next to me for a pen. I tap him on the shoulder the second he turns to me, everything makes sense. Yeah. He looks at me and before I could say any words, I instantly recognize his face because one week ago I was on my uni campus and God said to me, pray for that guy on crutches with the sore ankle. And I said, no, I'm too busy. And I bailed home. Love it. So God has brought my disobedience full circle, mm. caused me to look like an idiot at the bottom of the stairs, looking at people's feet. And I find myself sitting next to this guy and it's the quiet section of the library. And I said, hey man, can I borrow a pen? He's like, oh yeah, no worries. He's never seen me before. Mm. I'd only seen him and I, I didn't pray for him a week ago. And as he hands me a pen, I, my eyes sort of do the pan down and I look at his ankle and it's bandaged. And I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, this is crazy. But it was awkward because it's the quiet section of the library, right? <laughs> and the reason I'm telling this story is I'm trying to um, take the youth leaders listening to this on my yeah. thought process of what evangelism can look like in the midst of social awkwardness, mm. in the midst of trying to not look crazy. You know, like this is my thought process, right? So come with me on this journey. So anyway, he gives, gives me the pen. Five minutes later, he's like, oh, hey, bro. He's like a German student. Hey, bro, I'm not going to do the accent. <laughs> he goes, hey, man, you can keep the pen. I'm going to go. And I was like, oh, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done here as well. I'm going to wrap up. So I pack my bag and we start walking shoulder to shoulder out of the library. We're having small talk. We're talking about the weather. We're talking about what courses each other does, stuff no one really cares about. By the time we get to the bottom of the uni stairs of USC Sunshine Coast, it got so awkward. He told me, well, Great meeting you. I'm going to go this way. He told me the direction he was walking away from me. I mean, love it. Face palm, like, told me. 
And I just said, um, 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 and I was like, oh man, I got to tell you something. I told him the whole story. God gave wow, me this picture okay. about half an hour ago. It's clearly for you. We're at the bottom of the uni stairs and you have a bandage around your ankle. Can I pray for you? And again, in that moment, I got to pray for him, prophesy over him, minister to him. And I don't know what that meant for this guy, mm. but all I know is that God asked me to do something a week ago. And mm. I was stubborn, arrogant, prideful, had my priorities out of whack and I didn't do it. And God took me on a full circle a whole week later and humbled me and brought me to this position to minister to this guy. And I don't know the outcome. He's not in my church. He's not worshiping the Lord. I didn't even know if he's in Australia. I don't know if he gave his life to the Lord that night. I have no idea, but God asked me to do something and my job is just to do it. Yeah, wow. Dude, that's man, wow. But thank thank you for sh- I think sharing that is so important because I guess people go, Oh, yep, there's Alex Turn. Yep. Prayed, heard from God, prayed for someone. But it, in an encouraging way, there's so many moments of I guess what we would just call disobedience, right? Of like yes. and we've all been there, I'm like, oh, I should pray now, but I don't. I should pray now, but I don't. Yeah. And I guess that that's the good part of the well, God's gonna bring it back around. Yeah. Like he, he's not going to hang you out to dry. Yes. And so you, you might be no, no, no. But if, if it builds that courage up to that yes, man, that's 100%. good. And it's, I think just to encourage people in that of, yeah, don't don't give up. It might take a few times, but if you can get there in the end, then you keep going, come on, it's going to be worth it because yeah, who knows what God's going to do. A hundred percent. And so my encouragement to youth leaders and anyone listening to this around the evangelism sense is if the Lord leads you, just do it the first yeah. time. Don't be like me. Don't wait seven days. Don't wait a week. If the Lord asks you to do something, do it. Secondly, don't look for supernatural signs mm. to go and pray for someone that clearly needs yeah, just prayer. Just do it. Yep, just do it. Just Love. offer prayer. And the last practical thing I'd add is the gateway to someone's soul mm. is often through practical help. The amount of times where the Lord's dropped into my heart Hey, pray for the ladies' grocery. Um, not pray. Pay for the ladies' groceries yeah, wow. behind you. Hey, as I, I remember one time going through a Macca's drive-through, and I had a, I think a twenty or a fifty dollar, you know, Coles Meyer voucher for whatever reason in my bag. As I'm going through the drive-through, the Lord said, "Give it to the to the person that she gives you your Big Mac meal." So she gave me a meal, and I gave her a fifty dollar voucher, and she said, "What's this for?" And I said, "I just felt God wanted to let you know He cares for you, He loves you, and I just want to give you this gift." That's it. She's wow. going, what's, what's the strings attached? I'm like, nothing. I just felt to give this to you. And, and you never know the amount of times where God will ask you to do something practical for someone. Mm. Mow someone's lawn. Pay for someone's groceries. Do something kind. And who knows what, what will open up from that. And even if nothing opens up, hey, you've done a kind gesture for yeah. someone. And it's by our good works. People will see yeah. the love of That's the Father it. in heaven. Man, that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us, man. Really appreciate it. All good. I think it's some great gold in there. That Even I'm going to listen back and go, I think I'll be convicted again. I'll, I'll, I'll got one question for you. Though, oh, okay. Because you've been asking me questions, but I know you've got a wealth of knowledge All in right. there. What would be some practical things you'd have for any youth leader around outreach and evangelism as well? Because I'd want i love to hear your thoughts. Mm. Flipping the tables on the interview. Oh, no. How the turntable. How the turntables. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to not think on what you've already said because honestly, I, I think that I keep coming back to that first point of like you as youth leaders, we're expected to pray for you. We are expected to be their spiritual guides. Mm. 
why are we chipping away at ourselves and going, oh, I'll just be their friends and I'll just be relatable and oh, I, just, I don't want to freak them out. It's like they're here at a church. Yeah. Like you are their youth leader. Like no one else is going to pray for them. Do it. Yes. Um, I always think it's worth like, especially if just if it's if it's to break the ice and talk to people, go a few questions deep. Yes. Don't need to know, hey, how you going? What's your name? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I've always had like, op- you know, open-ended questions. Mm. It was great. Like, you know, Get them talk, get them talking on their topic. I, I was at a conference a little bit ago, and um, I love what they said is where people these days don't want to hear your story; they want you to hear their story. 100%. And it's so true, especially youth kids on a Friday. It's like, hey, you know, wh- however way you go, like you know, what have you been up to on the weekend? What do you like doing? Like, oh, you play soccer. Oh, what team do you play for? Who do you like? Going, yes. I know nothing about sport, but yep. if I can get them talking about it, all of a sudden it's an open book. Hundred percent. Right. Get talking about their video games. Tell me more about it. Oh, you ride horses. What sort of horse? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but they do, and they love talking about it. Yeah. So I think if if you want to break it, break into someone and get the conversation going, open ended questions and. Yeah, just get get them sharing their story. Maybe even Correct. ask them. I was like, so what's your story? Like chatting yeah. to um, who was the dude tonight? Justin. Justin. First yeah. time. Yeah, I, I was. I, I bumped into him out outside, and yeah. the, maybe this was a god thing. I was like, Ben, talk to him. Yeah, I was like, all right. I was like, hey, mate, how are you? Like, what, yeah. what, what grade are you in? Where are you from? What subjects are you doing? Oh, you don't know what you want to do in the future. Yeah, okay, cool. Hey, I didn't know either. That's all good, man. Hey, you know, why, where'd you move from? Oh, you moved from Canberra. Oh, Canberra's cold. Toowoomba's cold. And we're just talking yes, for ages. Get it going. And I was like, sweet, man. Well, I'll, I'll catch you later. Like, yeah. I was like, sweet. And then walking past, um, our leaders, I was like, oh, Justin, Josh, Josh, Justin, talk. Great. I just wanted to introduce them. All of a sudden, hey, come to my small group. All of a sudden, they're all praying for each other. I don't That's know if Justin's awesome. a Christian, yeah, yeah. but it's just, hey, the, the ice was broken, so I was able to pass off to the next thing. Yeah. And I think that's it. Is let, let's just be willing to do whatever it is God is asking us, whether it is, you know, you go back to, I think I've used this literally in every podcast that we've talked about, you know, is, is the, what does the Bible say? You know, it doesn't matter if it's Paul who waters or Apollos who plants it, but it's yes. God who grows it. It's the Lord who brings the growth. That's it. You might not be the one to do the evangelizing or the praying, but you, what you do in that moment could be what was needed. And what it says at the start of that verse is um, Paul is, is, is essentially says Paul is nothing. Apollos yep. is nothing. They are both servants of the yep. Lord. And what a great title would it be for all youth leaders, mm. youth pastors, whatever. Hey, so what do you do? Oh, I'm just a servant of God. Yeah. That's hey, it. so what, what do you do here? What do you look after? Oh, I'm just a, I'm just a servant of God. Yep. I'm here to serve. Like that, well done, good and faithful youth leader. No, well done, good and faithful um, 3IC to the worship leader, you know, assistant to the regional manager. Love no, it. well done, good and faithful servant. servant. Come on. That is the title we should all live by. Love so it. oh man, I agree. Something that I've heard, and I'm sorry if I'm taking this over Go for time. it, man. Come on. We're just let's, rolling. Let's go. It. We're go just for rolling it. here. Go for I love it. this. Something um, I, I firmly believe in is the truth of how someone's going is usually two questions below how are you. Yeah. So let's yeah. just let's just play this out. Ready? Oh, I've just seen you for the first Great. time. Hey, Ben, how you going? Good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you going well? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, so how, how are you really going? You know, like what's, what's been happening? Oh, there we go. <laughs> I got the side. Uh, you know what I mean though? Yep. But like the truth of how someone really is, is usually just two questions deeper yep. than how are you? And it often just takes a pause, yep. takes a listening with your eyes. It takes an attentionality. Yep. And something I'd, I'd say to all youth leaders is this, your youth, your young people do not care how much you know yep. until they know how much you care. Yeah. 
your wow. care for them, your compassion for them, your love for them is what they will remember you for. Not how much scripture you can quote, mm. not how much random facts you know, and not how many times you told them to shush. It was, it's your care for them yep. that matters. It's our care for others, for humanity um, that I think is so valuable. That's good, man. Yeah. Dude, I love it. Thank you for sharing that, man. I'm glad you didn't hold back. <laughs> and for everyone who's listening past the half an hour mark, come on, you got some gold in it. Hey, good on it's you. You're good. hung in You know who long. is? Josh Summerfield is listening right now. Oh, I love He's you, loving Josh. It. You're doing a great job. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Appreciate all you've done. Appreciate your friendship for us as well. And can't wait to... See you next time at youth or summer camp or something because I'm keen for you to always be around. I honor you, man. And I'm going to hijack this podcast for 13 more seconds. Come on. And just say, um, Ben is an amazing leader. I appreciate you a lot. You're in for the long haul. You have such a longevity about how you serve. You have such a vision, a strategic mind. And um, I'm honored to call you friend. And um, I just love seeing what you're doing here. And, and I honor you for your, um, what's what's the word for it? Your innovation. You're such an innovative leader. Thanks. And also just so down to earth and humble, even though you're running like a big operation, you're doing great things, you're doing big things, but you operate so humbly. And I so appreciate that about you. So for everyone listening, go and give this man some love, go and buy him a chocolate, go and send him a message and let him know how much you love him and care for him. And um, yeah, on behalf of whoever is listening Thanks. and especially your team, just want to salute you and say you're an amazing, amazing leader. So Thanks, appreciate Captain. you a lot, bro.